I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, we'll be talking about famous UFO sightings. And I'm not talking about, like, the Roswell kind of, it was the most famous UFO sighting ever. I'm talking about famous people who have seen UFOs. Besides Tom DeLonge from the Academy to the Stars, there are way more celebrities than you would think that have seen UFOs. In fact, for years, celebrities have been seeing UFOs and for some reason talking about these encounters openly. I guess being a rock star or a famous actor keeps you from too much ridicule when you're telling your stories. And they're getting more and more common also from the 60s on. They've been more and more common as the years go by. This is just another instance of how common UFO sightings are. Before we get to the celebrity stories, though, let's talk about a few UFO statistics first. Sightings of unidentified flying objects, UFOs, or UAVs, around the U.S. more than tripled since 2001. In fact, 121,036 eyewitness accounts, organized county by county in each state and the District of Columbia, have been reported from 2001 through 2015. And sure, most of the sightings can probably be explained away, but even if a fraction of these are still unexplained, then that's a lot of mysteries in the sky. The problem, though, is that with apps and cell phones and programs on your computer, it's getting easier and easier to fake footage. So it's harder to know what's legit and what's BS. That being said, the good thing is that the stigma of seeing a UFO an actual UFO, is decreasing every year. So more and more people are coming forward with their sightings without that ridicule that used to happen and with legitimate companies like Academy to the Stars and more and more reputable people saying aliens must exist, I believe that the UFO sighting number is only going to increase. Now, I know a lot of people said, how come there aren't more videos and pictures because we all have a camera in our pocket? Well, the statistics state there are. It's tripled since 2001. So that little skeptic thing about we should have even more UFO sightings? Well, guess what, skeptics? We do have more and more UFO sightings. Look, I'm not crazy, despite what many people may think. I'm fully aware that most UFO sightings are probably man-made objects, like classified military aerial vehicles. But that, again, that doesn't account for everything, and certainly not for those sightings that aren't 20 to 30 years technically advanced, but hundreds of years technically advanced. You know, those sightings where there's no possible way something that we have, even classified, can move in that way, where they zip around in such odd shapes that it would kill a human? Those are the things that I'm talking about here. When science can't even explain what some people are seeing, then it's beyond our comprehension, and in my opinion, it's alien. Again, that's just my opinion. Or it's at least alien technology. And if you stop and think about how difficult it has to be to reverse engineer a UFO, especially in the late 40s and early 50s, then it's no wonder why ARVs, alien replica vehicles, or sometimes commonly called UFOs, are being seen more and more frequently. We've come far enough, technologically speaking, that we should be able to duplicate some, if not all, of the tech found in a downed UFO. And it's not just in America. Worldwide, UFO sightings are increasing. Look at MUFON's statistics. The U.S. does still account for the most sightings every year, but just about every country in the world 
has at least one UFO sighting in 2017. Let that sink in for a minute. So it does seem, to me anyway, that disclosure is getting closer and closer. But until then, let's take a more lighthearted look at UFOs and enjoy these celebrity sightings. The first few are from the most influential people in rock and roll. Let's start with my favorite Beatle, John Lennon. On August 23, 1974, John Lennon was hanging out on his balcony with his assistant, May Peng, when he saw a flying saucer over the East River. This is in New York. According to the Daily Star and a video of John, the singer saw the object, quote, turn right at the United Nations building, turn left, and then go down the river. Apparently, the object was dead silent, dark in the middle, with white lights on top that looked like light bulbs blinking. According to Lennon's estimation, the UFO could be the size of a Lear jet. The aircraft returned later that day, this time with, quote, a row or circle of white lights that ran around the entire rim of the craft. The local newspaper ran the story and notified Lennon and Pang that they were not the only ones who saw the mysterious aircraft. In fact, at least seven others confirmed seeing the UFO at the same time that Lennon saw it. John even sang about it in the song, Nobody Told Me. Quote, there's UFOs over New York, and I ain't too surprised. I gotta say, again, John Lennon is my favorite Beatle. The Beatles are one of my favorite bands of all time. It's nice knowing when your musical icons or heroes like or are interested in the same things that you are, or believe in the same things you are for that matter. But next up is the king of rock and roll himself, Elvis Presley. Elvis actually had many encounters with UFOs. Supposedly, the first UFO Elvis ever saw happened the day he was born, according to Larry Geller, hairstylist and friend to Elvis. Larry said, His father told us he'd gone out to have a cigarette at 2 a.m. during the delivery, and when he looked up into the sky above their little shack, he saw the strangest blue light. He knew right then and there that something special was about to happen. But the main UFO Elvis story happened to the king when he and Geller were driving through the desert. There they saw some unusual lights in the sky, and Elvis said, quote, They were moving far too quickly to be airplanes, so we just chalked it up to UFOs. So Elvis shoots at his TV, but apparently he's nonchalant about UFOs? That's good to know. I mean, he is the king for a reason. Next up is a man that many, kind of semi-jokingly, always assumed that he was an alien himself. I'm talking about David Bowie. Now, David Bowie claimed to see UFOs many times throughout his life. In fact, Bowie helped publish a UFO newsletter as a teenager and would go to weekly UFO spotting meditations with a backup singer who sang on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Bowie said about his home in England where he grew up, quote, They came over so regularly... We could time them. Sometimes they stood still. Other times they moved so fast it was hard to keep a steady eye on them. Later in life, Bowie said, A friend and I were traveling in the English countryside when we both noticed a strange object hovering above a field. From then on, I have come to take this phenomena seriously. I believe that what I saw was not the actual object, but a projection of my own mind trying to make sense of this quantum topological doorway into dimensions beyond our own. It is as if our dimension is but one among an infinite number of others. And as much of a mouthful that is to say? Turns out David Bowie was onto something, and this was way back in the day. I don't believe that infinite dimensions was even really thought of yet. So 
it's no surprise that David Bowie was kind of ahead of his time with his thinking as well as his music. Also, biographer Paul Trinka and author of Starman said in 2011, David was obsessed with UFO cover-ups. All those who had gone UFO spotting with them around 1967 confirmed, quote, we did see UFOs, absolutely. Bruno Stein, who was a rock magazine writer at Cream, once recalled he heard Bowie himself say in 1975, I made sightings six, seven times a night for about a year when I was in the observatory. We had regular cruises that came over. And just like Elvis, or John Lennon for that matter, Bowie was really nonchalant about the fact that, yeah, there are UFOs, yes, they are visiting, and they're so far technologically advanced, it's mind-blowing. Another musician who had a pretty significant-sounding sighting was Grease star Olivia Newton-John. At age 15, Olivia said she saw a silver-flying object at, quote, amazing speeds in the Cambridge countryside. Since then, she's been a firm believer in the existence of extraterrestrial life and was quoted as even saying, In England, most people now think UFOs are possible. 20 years ago, how many people would have thought that? So it seems like, at least for a long time there, if you wanted to see UFOs, just go to the English countryside. Not only would you see UFOs, you had a good chance of spotting Bowie or Olivia Newton-John. Next, hopefully you all know who he is, we have the eternal rock god Lemmy from Motorhead. At Rock in Rio in 2011, Lemmy actually saw a ship flying over a mountain. He said, came over the horizon at 1,000 miles an hour and stopped dead. I know they're out there, and I don't have a problem with it. I love how cool all these people are being with UFOs. If everybody was like that, there'd be way more sightings, and in fact, we might actually get to the bottom of it a lot quicker. Keeping with classic rockers, here's Ace Freely of Kiss. He said, As far as UFOs, I see them all the time in upstate New York where my place is. I live in a wooded area, and objects that can't possibly move in any way a man-made craft can have flown directly over me. Okay, from the rockers, let's go on to a rapper-slash-actor, Will Smith himself. Not only did Will Smith see a UFO one night while out riding with friends, but he is also responsible for something called, quote, the Will Smith Effect, as confirmed by noted British UFO expert David Clark. Whenever Will Smith comes out with a sci-fi movie, UFO sightings go through the roof. And it's not just because of the Fresh Prince himself. Psychologists noted that once something is released that raises awareness of UFOs, the sightings go up because people are looking for them. The same thing actually happened when the original Star Wars came out in 1977. So if you start seeing more and more UFOs, feel free to blame Will Smith. Now, actress Fran Drescher, most famously known for the TV show The Nanny, says she's not only seen UFOs, she was actually abducted by aliens. In an interview with Huffington Post, Fran Drescher said she was abducted by aliens and that the scar on her hand is proof. She says that both she and her ex-husband had the same experience of seeing UFOs as young teenagers while driving on the road with their dads. She said, We were both in junior high. A few years later, we met and we realized that we had the exact same experience. I think that somehow we were programmed to meet. We both have this scar. It's the exact same scar on the exact same spot. And she said she has no other explanation for that scar. From the nanny, let's go to the most famous boxer of all time, Muhammad Ali. Now, Muhammad Ali had seen UFOs multiple times in his life. One time, while he was on his daily run, 
he looked up to see a brilliant light that looked to be hanging from an invisible thread. Another time, while he was in the passenger seat of a car on the New Jersey Turnpike, he saw a cigar-shaped ship hovering above the car. He said he could even see the UFO's shadow from the light of the full moon. Not only have we heard about someone seeing the typical UFO flying saucer type, but now we have someone seeing the other most famous type, the cigar shape. And this next one should come as no surprise. Dan Aykroyd has been an avid believer in UFOs and all things paranormal. In fact, he is a lifetime member of MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. He serves as the official Hollywood consultant. Aykroyd has also developed documentaries and books detailing different UFO encounters of real people and also hosted the television show, which I'm sure you're aware of, Sci Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal. His interest in the UFOs came when he was just a kid. And again, it wasn't just UFOs. He was also interested in all things paranormal. His grandfather was a mystic. One of the most defining experiences he had was in the late 80s when Dan Aykroyd woke up in the middle of the night suddenly telling his wife, they're calling me, I want to go outside. Of course, his wife asked who's calling him, but Aykroyd's only response was to insist that he needed to go outside. She told him to go back to sleep, so he did. The next day, though, the media was swamped with reports of people all over upstate New York, Quebec, and Vermont saying that they had the intense urge to go outside at 3 o'clock in the morning. When they did go outside, a massive pink spiral was seen above the Great Lakes. I'm actually doing a lot more investigation on this claim because I want to know more about this story. So don't be surprised if I talk about this in future episodes as well. Another one of my favorite actors besides Dan Aykroyd is Kurt Russell. He saw and reported the Arizona Lights. In case you aren't familiar with what that is, they're called the Phoenix Lights Incident, and it happened on March 13, 1997, when five lights were seen in a formation by thousands of people over three hours from 7.30 to 10.30 p.m. This was over Phoenix and Tucson, Arizona, which is a 300-mile area. And this one has quickly become one of the most seen UFO events, definitely the most seen in recent history. But getting back to Kurt Russell, he said that he and Oliver Hudson, who is Goldie Hawn's son from her first marriage, they were flying into Phoenix from Los Angeles on Russell's plane. Russell has a pilot's license, and he was flying the plane at the time. Kurt Russell said, We were on approach, and I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform, in a V-shape. A perfect V-shape. Russell said they called the control tower, which said its radar did not detect anything. Kurt Russell then said that the pair of them gave it no further thought, and they just moved on. But around two years later, he had returned home to find Goldie Hawn watching a program about the Phoenix Lights incident. He said that was the most viewed UFO event. Over 20,000 people saw it, according to this program. As I watched the show, I felt like Richard Dreyfus from Close Encounters. I knew that was what we had seen. He also said in a different interview that in no way were those flares, which is the most common explanation given by the military about this incident. So that should give a little bit more credence to the Phoenix Lights. And again, don't be surprised if I do a future episode just on the Phoenix Lights themselves, because as years go by and more and more people talk about it or come forward with information about it, hopefully we'll find out what exactly those lights were. This next one is bizarre. I'm just going to tell you straight off the top. It's from Robbie Williams. And again, this story is so bizarre, 
I was even thinking of leaving it out of this edition, but I figured why not leave it in and just tell the story. Robbie Williams said, I stood on the balcony and there was this big ball of gold light that just turned up. We thought it was Venus or Mars or something. Then the song that we were listening to stopped playing and the gold ball disappeared. When we put the song Arizona on again, the ball turned right back up. It happened four times. After that, a massive electrical storm started, and these two big, massive balls of light started dancing in the sky. It was like a whole light show for about an hour. I couldn't find out where or when this actually happened. And like I said, at face value, it's a pretty bizarre story. And I don't know Robbie Williams from Adam, so I don't know if he does drugs, he was just tripping or what, but he said it was definitely a UFO, so I left it in this edition. Going back to the classic rockers, Jimi Hendrix had a UFO sighting, but sadly there aren't a lot of details regarding it. So this is a real quick one. He says he saw a UFO out of his back window in Washington State one night, and it was also witnessed by his brother Leon. That's it. That's all the details. So let's move on to the next one. And this one is from Keith Richards. In 1968, Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards became convinced UFOs were landing at his Redlands estate in West Sussex. Having been famously raided by police the year before, he said he was more hospitable to the supposed paranormal intruders. I've seen quite a few, but nothing that any of the ministries would believe. I believe they exist. Plenty of people have seen them. They are tied up with a lot of things, like the Dawn of Man, for example. It's not just a matter of people spotting a flying saucer. I'm not an expert. I'm still trying to understand myself what's going on. And again, that was in 1968, where the Rolling Stones were one of the biggest bands out there. And here he is talking about UFOs like it's no big deal. And now we've come to the last celebrity sighting of this episode. If you're a fan of the TV show MASH like me, you'll definitely remember the dress-wearing Corporal Max Klinger played by actor Jamie Farr. Jamie observed a UFO near Yuma, Arizona in the early 1960s. He and his wife-to-be Joy were driving down a deserted road at about midnight when they caught sight of a light zigzagging across the sky at incredible speeds. It stopped in midair, hovered for a while, then took off again at high speed. The UFO approached within 100 yards of their car, then paced it as Jamie Farr maintained a speed of 60 miles per hour the couple could distinguish a domed apparatus with a light swinging around its base. The desert sand swirled around beneath it, and Joy, who had read many books about UFOs, suggested that they should pull over to the side of the road and attempt to make contact. Unfortunately, though, Jamie Farr was too frightened and kept driving. Suddenly, the UFO took off at a phenomenal speed and vanished in the distance. Jamie Farr said he did not believe in UFOs prior to the incident, but he is a firm believer now and believes that there are spaceships from another planet, possibly another galaxy. And of the 15 or so celebrity stories that I just told you, there's only maybe one or two that could possibly be the planet Venus or something else. Definitely not Jamie Farr's. You can't tell me that that's the planet Venus or swamp gas or anything. That was very specific. And in fact, most of the stories, they could make out in detail the shape of the ship itself. Sure, Robbie Williams was really bizarre, and I don't know what that was, but the rest of them, again, they all had specific details about the ships. And in the case of Kurt Russell's, thousands of people could corroborate the story. 
So there you have it. Here was a hopefully fun, lighthearted episode of Paranormal Almanac. I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you again for everybody checking us out on Facebook, stopping by and saying hi. Thank you also to the people who are going on to iTunes and clicking subscribe and leaving us a review. Believe it or not, those help out immensely. We've been popping into the top 20 here and there for just about every week this podcast has been out, and I can't thank you all enough. I love doing this. I hope you enjoy listening to it. And like I said a couple weeks ago, if you've got a story you want to hear, please let me know. You want me to investigate something? I'm more than happy to do it. Like I said last week, I am working on a debunking the Simpsons or Time Travelers one, and I think it's probably going to end up being a Facebook story or maybe a mini mini sode. But fear not, I'm still working on it, and I've got some other great ideas, and I have some guests coming up too. So I've been your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac.